Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. The Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN starts now. Two minutes past on this Monday, the 26th day of September 2022. What is going on, everybody? Dan Grasso Show live and in living color. We are at Resorts World NYC Bar 360, 110-00 Rockaway Boulevard in Queens. Stop by, say hello, enjoy the show tonight, and also check out some Monday Night Football. Giants are taking on the Cowboys, certainly a little over an hour away. We're on Judge Watch as well. As that streak continues on here, five games without a home run for Aaron. Yanks and Jays tonight, where the Yanks can actually wrap up the American League East with a victory tonight north of the border. So a lot of things on the table for this overreaction Monday, as we like to do it each and every Monday for you here on 98.7 ESPN. Tom Bauer, Joe Leo, they're producing the program as well. We got Paul Schrager here, engineering at Bar 316. You can get me on Twitter, as always, at Dan Grasso. G-R-A-C-A. We'll get into the, all the week three stuff around the National Football League. Even had media day today in the NBA. I mean, I'm just getting into the football season, and now we're already starting media day with the basketball. Some stuff coming out of Knicks camp, Nets camp, the, you know, the juicier stuff, of course, coming out of the Nets because they were the soap opera during the offseason. So we'll revisit some of the comments made by the particulars on those side of things as well. But we got to start with the football, and we got to start with a performance yesterday in MetLife Stadium, which didn't exactly make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside if you were a Jet fan. A 27-12 defeat to the Cincinnati Bengals at MetLife Stadium. And, and right now, if you take a step back and you look and see how this Jets team has played through three weeks, what you see is a team that, for a couple of games, score was a little lopsided against Baltimore and against Cincinnati. You saw that middle game in Cleveland where Browns were taking it to them to a certain degree, and late in the fourth quarter, things did not look very optimistic at all. And then over the last two minutes of that game, you had a series of improbable events which led this team to win maybe the most improbable victory in the last two decades in the National Football League. In fact, it was two decades the last time a team came back from 13 or more down in the final two minutes to win a game. That also happened to be against the Cleveland Browns, ironically enough. But three games in, the Jets have led for 22 seconds this season. 22 seconds. Okay, games are 60 minutes long. 180 minutes of football the Jets have played this year. They have been in the lead for the last 22 seconds of that Cleveland game, and that is it. And you watch a game like yesterday, and the place was well attended. Let's put it that way. There was a buzz. There was anticipation. I mean, how could there not be after a win like you had against the Cleveland Browns? You wanted this team to kind of experience prosperity a little bit. Greg and I were even talking about it during the pregame show yesterday. I mean, you, ha you, you know when the last time the Jets were actually had a winning record? Where the Jets actually were over the 500 mark? you got to go back to 2018 after week one 
when they won the season opener in Sam Darnold's debut when they were 1-0. That was the last time that this team had a winning record. And they had a chance to do that yesterday, and they couldn't get it done. Last time they won back-to-back -back games, you got to go back to 2020, which was a horrible season, and they won those two games in a row against the Rams and the Cleveland Browns last time they won back-to-back -back games. I don't think I'm sitting here breaking any news to anyone that if you want to turn the corner as a program, and if you want to start to get a program headed in the right direction, you got to start to string some wins together, right? You have to win games maybe that you're not even expected to win. You know, build off of a victory, ride that momentum into the next week, and they didn't get the chance to do that yesterday. You know, going into that game yesterday, Cincinnati, were they the more desperate team? Absolutely. Because if you start 0-3 in the National Football League, more often than not, your season is done. As a matter of fact, I think there's only been one team in the last 20 years in the NFL that made the playoffs after starting off 0-3. So that's what was facing Cincinnati. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, a team that has talent, a team that has ability, expectations, the whole nine yards. And the Bengals, they were playing better than their record this year. This is a team that lost their first two games on the final play of the game, field goals. So they could easily be 2-0. So you knew that the Jets were going to get their best effort, and they did. Joe Burrow was picking that defense apart, and he's got maybe the best stable of wide receivers in the entire National Football League. And the Jets made their job a little bit easier because it was the same mistakes that we have come to see week in and week out. And I think that right now, when you kind of take stock of the first three games of the year and you evaluate the way this team has played, I think that the defense has been the biggest disappointment. Because going into the year, you thought that this defense would be ahead of the offense, especially nowadays in the NFL, where starters don't play in the preseason and players are a little bit rusty to begin the year. You know, you want the defense to kind of carry the baton and carry the torch for the team while the offense maybe gets its bearing under them. And oh, by the way, Jets were starting the season with their backup quarterback in Joe Flacco, missing a couple of offensive tackles along the way as well. New faces you're trying to incorporate. So you figure that there might be some growing pains there. And this defense was a disappointment last year. I mean, statistically, they were one of the worst in the NFL. And I don't have to remind people that the head coach, his background, his forte is on the defensive side of the football. They brought in some new personnel in the offseason where you thought, okay, you're going to start to see things turn around on that side of things. And needless to say, in three games, it hasn't. Hadn't even come close. I mean, each and every game, you're seeing the opposing team basically get chunk explosive plays. And when you don't have an offense that's able to keep up, you get into problems. And when you're beating yourself and you're playing into the opponent's hands, I mean, that's like double jeopardy. The penalties, ill-advised, ill-timed. I mean, John Franklin Myers yesterday, when they were going to get off the field on that third down, it's funny, that play transpired literally right in front of where we were sitting in the press box yesterday, and I was eyeing the quarterback, and I was eyeing Jerome Boger, who was the official yesterday. He was like right there as well, and he was running after both JFM and Joe Burrow as he was scrambling, almost trying to like dare John Franklin Myers to put his hands on Joe Burrow. Pushed him down, and then he had to finish the move, of course, and fall on top of him. You might say that it's ticky-tack. You might think that you know several years ago that wasn't a penalty in the NFL, but guess what? 2022, it's a penalty. And JFM's got to know that, and I think everybody on the Jets would know that. So why do you do it? 
I know it's in the heat of the game, it's competition, all those things, but you know what? You can't do it. That's how you beat yourself. What happens? The drive extends, fresh set of downs. A couple of plays later, he hooks up with Boyd for that 50-plus yard touchdown. Later on in the game, Jets are trying to mount a comeback. They have a nice drive going deep into Bengals territory. What happens? You got Corey Davis who gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. These are veterans. These aren't rookies. I know that there's a lot of youth on this football team first and second year players. But when you have guys who have been around the block and who have been in this league a while, they should know better. These should be your leaders. These should be the guys that you come to rely upon. And the fans don't want to see this week in and week out. And show of hands, really, you know, we had to get into this. And as this game is unfolding yesterday, I'm saying to myself, boy, I, you know, I thought back to the shows that we did last week. And how many phone calls did I get from you guys? And you know who you are. You know who you are. You know what? If Joe Flacco plays another good game this week, they should keep him as the quarterback even when Zach Wilson's healthy. I mean, Joe Flacco, this offense is, is functioning. They're moving the ball up and down the field. I think Flacco gives them a better chance to win. Flacco might be able to get the best out of this team through a long run and keep them in playoff consideration. I was thinking about you guys yesterday. I really and truly was. So everybody that was saying that last week, do you still feel the same way? That on Sunday when they go to Pittsburgh, that Joe Flacco should be the quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. Haven't we seen enough of Joe Flacco? You know, Joe, like I said, I, I like Joe. Joe's had a great career. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's made a ton of money. And there's a lot, le and there's a lot worse fallback alternatives you can have as a backup quarterback if you have to have somebody play a couple of games in a pinch. But I think enough is enough. And I'll repeat what I've said time and time and time again to anybody who wanted to keep riding the Joe Flacco train. Every move that they made during the offseason, all the acquisitions, all the signings, as they built this offense with an idea in mind, they put it together with Zach Wilson as the guy who was going to operate it, not Joe Flacco. They need to get number two back under center and start to have him work this rust off a little bit. And you know what? It'll probably be this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a winnable game. And as bad as things seem right now and as disappointing as things were yesterday against Cincinnati, look, if they go into Pittsburgh this week, and you're not going to, you know, Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, you know, Jack Lambert, Joe Green, none of those guys are playing this week. Roethlisberger, this is a different Steelers team. All right, T.J. Watt is not even playing. Who's their best player? Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback. This is probably as beatable a Steelers team that the Jets have faced in a very long time. Now, you still got to go in there and play a good game. Can't beat yourself because you know that they're well coached. They just don't have as much talent as they used to have. But if they somehow go into Pittsburgh and win this game, you're 2-2 two and two in the first quarter of the season. And before the year started, I think you would have said against those four AFC North teams, you would take a 2-2 two and two start, knowing that it would be difficult knowing that you're playing some good competition, especially knowing that you weren't going to have your starting quarterback for at least a few of those games, I think any Jet fan would sign for 2-2 two and two right now, and that's still gettable. So while it seems like, you know, the house is falling right now and there's no end in sight, things change in the NFL week to week, right? Think about how things change. As crazy a finish as you had last week in Cleveland, it was the Browns who came back the following week gathered themselves on a short week and beat Pittsburgh on Thursday night. And it was the Jets who were supposed to have all that momentum coming out of the Cleveland game. They suffer a loss yesterday and don't play very good football. 800-919-3776.
That is the telephone number. Want to hear from the Jet fans. You know, has your outlook changed after what you saw yesterday at MetLife Stadium? Is there still hope for this season? We'll get into some other areas, too, that I didn't even get a chance to yet, which will outline that need to be shored up, certainly, if they are going to turn some things around. As I said, we are at Resorts World NYC at Bar 360, so if you're in the neighborhood, stop by and say hello. Bart Oates is going to be here as well. He'll swing by and join us a little bit later on. He, of course, the former two-time Super Bowl champ center of the New York football Giants. Giants got themselves a big game tonight at home under the lights against the Dallas Cowboys, rivalry game. But more importantly, Giants looking to move to 3-0. Nobody thought the Giants were starting 3-0. But they got an opportunity with Cooper Rush piloting this Cowboys offense instead of Dak Prescott. Who would have thunk it? There's three undefeated teams left in the NFL, and the Giants are one of the three. Build on the momentum and see if you can get a, a winnable game tonight. That's how you start to change the perception of a franchise. And Joe Judge, Joe Shane, that's what they're trying to incorporate, building a new culture for this giant team. And at least through two weeks, it's worked out pretty well for him. So Dan Grasso show live from Resorts World NYC, Bar 360. We talk to you right after this on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I don't know no teams that just go undefeated. You know, just like one win can't change the organization, one loss can't either. So I feel like we'll be able to bounce back easily from this. We just got if we so close to being to being great, I promise you we are. We got to clean up the smallest things. It's not no big, big things. We got to clean up the smallest things. And, you know that's gonna get us who we want to be. That's Sauce Gardner, and if the Jets are gonna turn things around and be great, he's one of the guys that they are putting a lot of stock into being one of the key members of this turnaround. We welcome you back, Dan Gross' show. We're live at Bar 360 at Resorts World NYC. Come say hi if you're in the neighborhood, 110-00 Rockaway Boulevard in Queens, right at the Aqueduct Racetrack. This is my first time here, as a matter of fact. It is a fantastic place. 
really and truly is. They've taken care of us. They've treated us well. So swing by if you are in the neighborhood. So you think about this team and where they're at right now. And, you know, like I said, you hear DJ Reed after the game talk about how the coaches and the players need to get on the same page regarding communication. You hear, you know, other guys talking about, well, you know, we're still feeling each other out. We're still kind of learning off of each other. And I, and I get all those things. But when you're doing things out on the field, like not tackling properly and not wrapping up, and you had Jordan Whitehead on that play, decide to lay into the receiver on that long touchdown instead of wrapping up. I mean, again, these are veterans making the mistakes. These aren't young players. I mean, they've got to know. I mean, Jordan Whitehead won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I know he's not 100%. I know that that ankle is bothering him, but wrap up. Coach said it after the game yesterday. Wrap up. It is as simple as that. And, you know, going back to what I was saying way back at the beginning of this show, you know, you lead for 22 seconds. You know what that means? You're playing catch-up more often than not. Joe Flacco, and, and forget if it was Joe Flacco. I don't care if it was Zach Wilson. I don't care if it was Joe Namath. I don't care who the hell the quarterback is for the Jets. Joe Flacco should not be throwing the football 50-plus times a game. I mean, think about that. They've got an almost 40-year-old quarterback throwing the ball that frequently. That is not a recipe for success. I don't care if Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. That's not the way to win football games. The Jets are en route right now to not just setting, okay, not setting, shattering the NFL single-season record for pass attempts. The NFL record is 740 pass attempts in a season. Jets are on pace right now for almost 900 if this continues. Now, you've got to figure it's not going to. But that's not how you win games. And that's not how this team is built to be successful. Despite the fact that, all right, they've got some good skill position players now. And you have some guys that when you put the football in their hands, they can make things happen. But that is not this team's formula to ultimately be successful at the end of the day. And you know how you change that? You actually get leads and play from ahead instead of playing from behind. See what you guys think. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll start it off with our pal Artie in Brooklyn. He's first up. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Art? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking the call, man. Um, you know, I, I don't know about that penalty on on uh, on Myers. I mean, he, to me, it was, he pushed the guy. It's not like he led with his helmet or anything like that. I know they're looking for any kind of penalty, but I'm not blaming him on that. I I mean, I guess I have to go see the replay to see how many steps he took and stuff. Just from my angle, I thought it was just a BS call, and it really changed everything around. You know, um, not not going, not rapping like you said, turning the turning the play around. And you know what what gets to me too is simple things like this. You're throwing balls up in the air, right? To to um to like a five eight receiver, the Cincinnati Bengals. They went after the weak spot. They didn't go after Garner until late. They were throwing the ball long. You're not going to win games with your offensive tackles hurt and you trying to throw the ball, like you said, 50 times. It, it's just not going to happen. You, it, it, and so I didn't – the loss didn't take me so much. The other thing, too, is the salary's taking a lot of hits. How many unsportsmanlike penalties are we going to take before the message gets through to your coach? And this is the final thing, mm -hmm. Okay. You have players' coaches. 
Thanks for taking a call. And I hope for yeah. quarterback. If it's a big change, if you win that game in Pittsburgh with Wilson as quarterback, it's a big difference for that Dolphin game. All right, bud. Take, take it. Artie, appreciate it. It's a big difference for the rest of the year, not just the Dolphin game. I mean, it would be a double boost. As you said, number one, you get in the back in the win column, and you go two and two in the first four, which is, I think, important. But more importantly, if you do it with Zach at the helm, because Zach is your future. If Zach doesn't work out, plain and simple, that sets this organization back. It would set any organization back. If you waste the second overall pick in the draft on a franchise quarterback or a perceived franchise quarterback, and he doesn't pan out for you, that's going to bring your program back a few pegs. No doubt about it. And again, back to the, the, the JFM penalty on Burrow, the ref was right there. And you could say that maybe, you know, JFM didn't see him, but you got to know, there's like 10 sets of eyes on the quarterback nowadays. I mean, this has been the way of the NFL for the last 10 years. They protect the quarterbacks at all costs. So if you're chasing him down, you push him to the ground, that's fine. I don't even think the push was that late after he released the ball. But then if you're going to double down and fall on top of him right after with the ref standing right there, you're almost daring him to throw the penalty flag. It's almost like JFM said to Jerome Bulger, watch what I'm going to do. Go ahead. Now you can throw the flag. And the offensive line already brought that up. I haven't tweeted this out during the game yesterday in the second half when George Fant left. And, and you heard Robert Sala today. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. He's dealing with that same knee week to week. Don't know if he's going to be available this week for the Pittsburgh game. So when Fant leaves the game, you bring in Connor McDermott at left tackle. You've got Max Mitchell, a rookie, as your right tackle since week one, believe it or not. Both of those guys were not supposed to play much this year. Max Mitchell, this is like a redshirt season for him. He was supposed to learn, develop, get his reps in practice, and you didn't even ideally want to press him into game action. Meantime, Connor McDermott... The guy was on the practice squad at the beginning of the year. Didn't even, like, make the real club coming out of training camp. So you're essentially 4-5 down on your depth chart at tackle. And these are the guys playing games for you. What do you expect to happen? You don't want to put the blame all on the quarterback, but what do you expect? And Flacco, at 37 years of age, he doesn't exactly have the gift of mobility. Pocket's going to collapse. And so one of two things are going to happen. He's going to get sacked. He's going to fumble the football, like which happened a couple of occasions. Or he's going to put a couple up for grabs. The interception to Berrios, as already alluded to, look, I don't know what he read on the play, and it's easy for you or for me to sit here and, and, and say what he should have did or what he shouldn't did. Step into his shoes, stand in the pocket when you've got a bunch of 300-pound guys bearing down on you, wanting to rip your head off, and, and, you know, we may not make the best decisions, Right? But he threw into, like, quadruple coverage when you look at the all-22 coaches tape. It wasn't a good read. And there was that other sequence, too, in the second half, which I went back and looked at today, where the rush was coming, and he threw it up for grabs, and he, like, threw it out of the back of the end zone to kind of, like, avoid the intentional grounding to really nobody that was there. But if you go back and you watch the film and you freeze it, he had a couple of receivers, Garrett Wilson and I think Elijah Moore was the other one, who were, like, breaking inside around, like, the, between the 10 and 15-yard line, and they were open. And his eyes just weren't looking there. Instead, he was just trying to get rid of the football and avoid losing, losing yardage. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network is reporting, speaking of tackles in the offensive line, Mike Remmers, who's a veteran tackle, signing with the Jets' practice squad, and he'll be on their active roster in the next week or so once he's up to speed. That is per his agent. Now, Mike Remmers is a guy who actually started for the Giants a couple of years ago in 2019, but Mike Remmers was also 
one of the starting tackles for the Carolina Panthers when they were in the Super Bowl in 2015, and they got beat up pretty good by Von Miller and Elvis Doomerville and the Denver Broncos that day in Super Bowl 50. That's what I remember uh, Mike Remmers for. I mean, he got a beating that afternoon in Super Bowl 50, but dire straits. That's where the Jets are right now when it comes to the offensive line. Let's say hi to John and Maybrook. He's up next here on the Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. What's up, John? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, John. Just a couple quick things about Zach coming back. Um, next week, we have Pittsburgh. Uh, with Brees Hall and Michael Carter, we have a great pair of running backs. I think they're going to get Brees Hall going downhill running more and really use Michael Carter more in the pass game than they have Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall needs a little short on carries, needs a few more, and stretch Michael Carter out. Let that kid really run and get going there. I'm going to listen to that, and uh, thanks for taking my call, buddy, and uh, hopefully we get a win in Pittsburgh. Thanks for the phone call, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, they ran the ball 20 times yesterday. 20 times compared to 52 throws. And how many times was Flacco sacked yesterday? Right? Those don't count as pass attempts because he never actually threw the ball. So he, he got sacked four times. So that brings it up to 56. And then you throw in penalty. 56 versus 20. That is not the way you want to go about orchestrating a balanced attack offensively. Yes, it draws back to your trailing all the time and you're throwing the ball to play catch up and those sort of things. But as John said, they've got a, a decent couple of backs there in Brees Hall and Michael Carter. And when given the opportunities, I think those guys could churn out yardage, make plays both in the run game and the passing game, but it's almost like they're being taken out of the game because the team is falling behind in the first half. Even in the third quarter yesterday, I mean, is, that, is it still too late to abandon the run? I don't necessarily think so, but they got a little too pass happy. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Grasso Show, we are live from Resorts World NYC, Bar 360. 110-00 Rockaway Boulevard in Queens. Coming up on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Well, listen, I mean, when you're not winning football games, uh, fans, you know, and, and you're losing and you're struggling a little bit, you know, fans want you to go out there and win football games. They're, they're here to, you know, to watch football, but they're here to watch their team win, you know. So uh, you get the frustration. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I mean, it's a two-score game. And if we put one in the end zone there, um, you know, we have more important things to worry about um, than listening to that stuff. It's our job to go play football and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's going to happen here and there. 
That's Joe Flacco. As we welcome you back in here to the Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. We're live at Resorts World NYC, Bar 360. And, and you could hear it at the stadium yesterday if you were there in that third quarter, you know, when the offense was struggling and there were Mike White chants that were breaking out in the crowd. And I wonder, again, the people that were chanting for Mike White to go in that game yesterday were the same ones who earlier in the week saying that you know, Flacco should be the quarterback even when Zach Wilson's healthy. Right? At least be consistent. That's all I ask. If you want Flacco to be the guy, you can't two days later when he's struggling say, oh, no, put Mike White in the game. Doesn't work that way. Let's say hi to Ed in Long Island. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Eddie, how are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, my question was, you got that game in reach after the, after the first half. You know your offensive line is not holding up. Flacco's just going to drop back, straight back, and he's going he's to take a pounding. You put Mike White in at that point. And that's really my whole question to you is you have White and you also have Stressler, and you look at how smooth that guy was in the preseason. They're burying him because they're afraid that he possibly could show up Zach Wilson, and that's a problem with the Jets. And, again, look at Stressler. I, I think Stressler actually outperformed White and Zach Wilson. And you, you don't hear anything about the guy. Right. All right. And again, it starts with building. And, and, and let me stop you of... one sec. And let me stop you one sec. I'll let you finish. Let, 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 sure. Let's clear our minds for a second. Okay. You really think, okay, if I'm reading you correctly, you really think yes. that Chris Strebler is yes. the best quarterback option that the New York Jets have on their roster right now. That's what you're saying. Better, more accurate than Zach Wilson. Yes. Yes. You look at how smooth this guy was. He was standing up, and he was just – he was connecting with your tight ends. You look at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was bouncing balls. Ed, let me ask you, was, next, Ed, let me ask you another question. Sanchez. Let me ask you another question. There's 32 teams in the National Football League, okay, who were on an insatiable search for talent anywhere they could find it. There right. is game film right. of Chris Trevler, not just in this preseason, but college. Right. He had to go to the CFL and play. Right. He was on other practice right. squads in the NFL. All this tape is out there, and you mean to tell me that out of the 31 other teams in the NFL, that if they thought Chris Trevler could help them win, why did nobody put in a waiver claim for him when I the know. Jets cut him loose I at know. the end of, of training camp? I know. Listen, I got you. I got you. But you watch him in preseason. The guy is smooth. He could, he could move the ball. And even if you're not going to do that, what I'm saying is you got White sitting on the bench yesterday. That game was in reach. You knew the offensive line was not holding up. But you know what? We're going to stay with Flacco. Okay? And you can't, you can't throw a game like that away. you got a chance to – you know, you can't throw the game away. And, it's, and, and the ironic part was you're honoring Nick Mangle, right? So you take a look what, when Parcells came here. What was the first thing Parcells did? He rebuilt that offensive line, okay? And unfortunately, you're looking at Joe Douglas, you're going to tell me that he's, oh, yeah, Becton's going to come back? He, he really had faith in Becton? You know, I mean, Becton's done. And you, you had your chance to start solidifying that offensive line, and what are we doing? We're going, you know, we're going through the garbage heap again. And well, I, he's I, made, Ed, he's made changes to the offensive line, and I thank you for the phone call. Look, you can't give up on Mekhi Becton, or uh, let's rewind to going into this season. You can't give up on him after two years, right? He was a, he, he a first-round draft choice. You're not going to punt on talent like that after two years. You'd be a fool to do that. They went out and signed Lakin Tomlinson, who was a Pro Bowl last year at guard. Big money. A guy who knows the system coming from San Francisco. 
that they employ with that Shanahan West Coast offense. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round, wasted a high draft choice on him. He's turned out to be a pretty good player. George Fan had a really good year last year, having to play left tackle most of the time when Becton was injured. Fanto not 100%. He struggled this year. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that he's been good. Becton goes down to an injury, and what do they do? They go out there and they sign a Dwayne Brown. Guy who made the Pro Bowl last year. I know that he's a little bit long in the tooth, but you know what? The guy could still play, and then he gets hurt. You know, yesterday you were down to your fourth and fifth tackles on the depth chart. Like, how is Joe Douglas supposed to fix that? In all fairness, it's September. yesterday was September the 25th. I got news for you. Anybody who's worth a damn that could play offensive tackle in the National Football League, guess what? He's on one of 32 rosters by September 25th. Talent does just not linger on the streets. They are scooped up by somebody. And, 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 and back to the Strebler thing. Look, I like Chris Strebler. I do. Interviewed him during training camp. Good guy. Like his story. Plays hard. He competes. But everybody who now all of a sudden is a personnel executive and a general manager and calls up and says that Strebler should be playing and Strebler's the best quarterback. Guys, Chris Strebler, what he did in training camp and in preseason was training camp and preseason. In a preseason culture now in the NFL where starters don't even play, and when Chris Trevler got in the game, it was the fourth quarter of these games, and he was playing against guys who I guarantee you probably 98% of the guys he was going up against in those preseason games are not on NFL rosters right now. They all got cut. So it's not like he was doing it against first-teamers. If Chris Strebler started a game for the New York Jets against a first-team NFL defense, the results would be markedly different. I guarantee you. Hey, I got news for you. When I was in Little League as a kid, I was like one of the best outfielders in town. Seriously, could catch anything in center field. I was like a vacuum cleaner. You know, could handle the bat. I was pretty good. But you know what? That was Little League. There's a reason why I'm not the starting center fielder for the New York Mets, because as you get a little bit older and you face better competition, your talents and your flaws start to materialize. That's what would happen with Chris Strebler. But I like the guy. Bob is an Edison. He's up next, 98.7 ESPN. Bobby, how are you? Evening, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Hello, Bob. Um, us Jets fans, we were pretty excited excited after the draft with the talent that we got. Free agency was good to us. So we upgraded the talent on this team significantly. And what we're seeing is the same trash as last year. In our home games, we have not been competitive past the mid-third quarter. It, it's garbage time mid-third quarter. It, it, it's mind-boggling. And when Robert Sala says we're close, what is, I mean, don't take us for dumb and stupid. We, our eyes tell us everything. When we got, you know, after the draft, you know, everyone's saying, you know, how many wins are the Jets going to get? Seven, eight, nine. We, we wanted to see progress, but our eyes would tell us everything. And you know what? Our eyes tell us it's the same garbage as last year. And that's, it's, it's so deflating frustrating and I'm a 50 year plus fan of this team it's tough to watch it really is yeah I, I mean Bob look the results in the two losses certainly are not what you want and I thank you for the phone call I know I sound like Joe Girardi there for a second it's not what you want but but it's true it isn't and you want it to be better and you know you're a fan for a long time you put in your hours you put in your time with the team whether you go to games whether you don't go to games but you're passionate and I know that you don't like hearing coach speak Right? 
when a coach, like you said, Robert Sala says, oh, we're close or whatever, you know, generally fans don't care about that. They just care about what it says on the scoreboard. Did we win? Did we lose? Hey, think about it. Everybody's ready to throw a parade a week ago this time because the Jets beat the Cleveland Browns. But if you watch that game from start to finish without looking at the scoreboard, Browns were the better team. Except for the last minute and 55 seconds or whatever it was. But the Browns were the better football team the majority of that afternoon. But they didn't win the game. And you overlook all that stuff because all that matters is the final score. The season is not lost. Let me say that. Do they have to be better? Absolutely. Is this a team that's going to make the playoffs? I can't sit here and promise you that. I mean, they're a long ways away from the playoffs. It's baby steps. But you know what a good first step would be? Getting your starting quarterback back under center. I mean, guys, just look around the NFL. I don't know how many times we got to say it. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. A chance to win the big prize. You need that quarterback. You know, when you see quarterback play at a high level, like we saw in that playoff game last year with Buffalo and Kansas City and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and it was like whoever was going to have the ball last was going to win that game. The Thursday night game a couple of weeks ago where it was Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, like, you know, you look and you see like, man, especially with our teams here in New York, you know, Zach Wilson, we still don't know about him yet as he's in year number two. Daniel Jones, this is like his last audition year for the Giants in year number four. You still don't know what you have with this guy yet. You got to have a solution. It is the most important position in sports, not just in the NFL, in sports. And that's why it's so darn frustrating. And then you can have a game like yesterday with Green Bay and Tampa Bay where you got two Hall of Famers, you know, two of the best to ever do it, and Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and it was the defenses who had their way yesterday. And the offenses couldn't get anything going. There's ways to win, but more often than not, it's your quarterback who is going to have to make a play or two or three if you want to be victorious. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. More of your phone calls, plus former giant Bart Oates is going to join us up here too. We are live at Resorts World NYC, Bar 360. Stop by and say hello if you're in the neighborhood. Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We're waiting for, um, you know, from, from our, he's because he's been here, he's been able to go through all the checks and balances, but we're waiting for his doctor to clear him. And once his doctor clears him, he'll be ready to roll. We're, we're waiting for that for the next couple of days. That's Robert Sala when he was on today in his weekly spot with the Michael K. Show right here on 98.7. Dan Grasso with you. We're live at Resorts World NYC, Bar 360. Stop by and say hello. We'll be here till 10 o'clock tonight as per usual. Giants and Cowboys about to get underway here on Monday Night Football. I interpret that quote from the coach as no different than what we heard leading into the start of the regular season about Zach's availability. Remember, they kind of dragged it out a little bit. And look, they're under no obligation to be forthright. Why should, why should Robert Sala tell the world today on Monday, including the Pittsburgh Steelers for that matter, that Zach Wilson's going to play or he's not going to play? I think they know already, if you ask me. And I think they're kind of assuming, and this is just my belief, that he is going to be ready to go. I mean, there were players that met the media today on Zoom calls, and they were asked about Zach Wilson and the likelihood of him playing this week. And I'll tell you, none of the players refuted or shot down the prospect of him not playing. So if you ask me, they're trying to keep this thing out there for a couple of more days, keep the guessing game going for the Pittsburgh Steelers, make them game plan for multiple quarterbacks, make their life more difficult, and you're probably going to find out on Wednesday that Zach's going to play. That's just my guess. We'll see if I'm right. We'll get our answer in a couple of days. Uh, let us say hi to Subi in Midtown. He is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Subi, how you doing? Hey, Dan. What's up? First of all, first of all good job with the play-by-play on the radio. That was a, I think. Thank you. Yeah, we had some fun. Bob yeah, went down. Uh, Bob and Marty went down to do the halftime ceremony yesterday. Greg and I stepped into the booth. Always fun getting to do a little play-by-play, and I believe yep. we're going to do a couple of more of those this year because we still have two more Ring of Honor ceremonies later on in the season, so it should be fun. Yeah, you guys are great. So, second of all, with this, uh, nobody thought that the Jets were going to beat the Bengals at the beginning of the year, so I don't know why everyone's so, you know, uptight about what's going on with this team. Uh, it's pretty obvious, you know, the Bengals had explosive players, and the Jets don't, and when Burrow can throw 50-yard bombs and have Jamar Chase and Boyd running down the stream. I mean, uh, Jets don't have that right now. And even with the play calls, if you're running conservative play calls, uh, that's going to bound to happen. Now, with Zach Wilson coming in there, you have explosive explosive play-calling ability. I don't know if he can play uh, those regular routes, though. So that's the troubling thing with the Jets right now is they don't have the talent that the Bengals did on that field yesterday. And I think the Jets were probably pressing, you know, probably wanting to press the home field. Um, whereas away games, I think the Jets have, like, the underdog mentality. I think Salah brings that out in coaches. And it could be where this team is just a little bit under 500 anyway. That's their peak. So I don't know why people are so uptight about this loss. That's all i got to say. I mean, that's one way of looking at it, Subi, and I thank you for the phone call. I, I, I don't entirely agree with everything you said. Like when you, we said the Jets don't have explosive players. No, they have explosive players. I mean, they were explosive last week in Cleveland, right? I mean, Garrett Wilson was like the toast of the NFL. And everybody talks about how great he can be. I mean, Dan Orlovsky sitting there basically making him out to be the next Jerry Rice and how much he loved him coming into the draft and, and so on and so forth. But when you're losing and collectively not everybody is operating on the same page, you know, you look less explosive as a team and are on a particular side of the football. 
as opposed to your opponent. You know, Cincinnati, when you think about the Bengals, yeah, they were in the Super Bowl last year. I think with the Bengals so far in the first couple of weeks, they just weren't firing on all cylinders. I mean, it's not like we didn't know Jamar Chase was real good. It didn't, it's not like we didn't know Boyd and Higgins and those other wide receivers are pretty good. And Joe Burrow, not a top quarterback. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year. It's just that they were a little bit sloppy the first couple of weeks. And sometimes, you know what? One team is going to play a little bit more desperate than the other does. Cincinnati didn't want to start 0-3. As a matter of fact, we were talking about it in the pregame show yesterday. The Bengals, if they would have lost that game yesterday, they would have been the first team after going to the Super Bowl to start 0-3 the following year, I think, since the Rams did it 20 years ago. That is not a distinction that you want to have. So, look, they, they lost to a good football team. What was disappointing, apart from the final score, about the way it unfolded, I think was the fact that they weren't able to get a pass rush going and consistently bring Joe Burrow to the ground. I mean, Joe Burrow was sacked 13 times the first two weeks of the season. 13 times. And yesterday they only got to him twice. And you saw it for the most part, he was just sitting back there and picking apart that defense, really and truly picking them apart and not being able to get off the field on third down. I mean, the Bengals were converting about 50% of their third downs. And it was a long afternoon, and when you fall behind as early as they did by multiple scores... You're not going to be able to just pin your ears back and tee off and go get the quarterback because, you know what, then the other team isn't going to be throwing the ball as frequently. They can run the football. They can churn out yards. They can eat some clock because they're playing from ahead. That's the advantage of having a lead, something the Jets did not, have not had the experience of, of, of benefiting from so far this year. They've had a lead for 22 seconds. It's got to be better. All right, 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. Real quick, just want to update you on what's going on in Toronto right now because we are still on Judge Watch, of course. It's been five games in a row, no 61 yet for Aaron. Yankees do have a 2-0 lead. They're in the bottom of the third inning up north of the border. Judge is one for one so far tonight and a walk in two plate appearances, and he does have a run scored, but no home run. But the Yanks have themselves a 2-0 lead. And remember, Yankees win this game tonight, they're ALE's champs. This will clinch the division for them because even though the magic number is three, this will be the Yankees' 10th head-to-head win against the Blue Jays this year, which will give them the tiebreaker. That's how tiebreakers are decided this year. It's head-to-head. That's the way it should be. It's the way it should have been for a lot of years. But Yanks win tonight. They win the division. So that is certainly a good thing. And then you could focus on just getting this record out of the way over the next 9, 10 games of the regular season and then get ready to try to go win a championship and get back to a World Series, which... You know, individual accomplishments aside, that's why you play the game. And when you have a team like the Yankees and the standard that they set and World Series are bust, this team hasn't won in a while. This team hasn't been to a World Series since 2009. It's been a long time between drinks. And, look, I know that there's flaws on this team. We've talked about them each and every night. But Severino's out there tonight. If he gives you another good outing, okay, then that is a guy that you can ride into October and say he's stretching out a little bit more. He's building that confidence. And, and, you know, I'll tell you something else. What I've seen from the Yankees over the last few days and with that last start from Garrett Cole and when you saw what Nestor did yesterday, is it out of the question that once the playoffs roll around, if you're the Yankees, that Nestor Cortez gets the game one assignment? Is it really hard to fathom? Because I'm telling you right now, with each passing day and with each passing start, I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident that that's the way that I would go about it. I never would have thought in a million years that I would say I'd have more faith in Nestor Cortez 
in a big game than I do Garrett Cole. And Esther Cortez hasn't pitched in big games before, at least in the month of October. And Cole, you're paying $324 million to be that guy. But he can't keep the ball in the ballpark. He's basically throwing batting practice up there in these big spots. That is not what the Yankees signed up for. So we'll keep you up to date on what happens here with the Yanks tonight. Giants about to get underway in just a few minutes at the Meadowlands as they welcome in the Cowboys for a little Monday night football action. When we return, we are going to be joined right here at Resorts World NYC by former Giant, two-time Super Bowl champion Bart Oates, who's kind enough to join us here. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.